Well, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our text then for this first week in Lent, it comes to us from the letter of St. John, the first chapter, and it is read as follows. When someone is tempted, he shouldn't say that God is tempting him, for God cannot be tempted by evil, and God doesn't tempt anyone. Everyone is tempted by his own desires, and they lure him away, and they trap him. For this serves as the basis for this day's meditation. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, now the story is told of a young boy and of his mother. And now the boy, well, he couldn't resist. He had his mind made up. He had his mind set on doing what he wanted. Nothing was going to change this young boy's mind. In fact, he was going to do what he wanted. And that was that. So the mother told the young boy, Do you know what happens to little boys who tell lies? Well, sure I do, the young boy said. They get into the movies for half price. Now, how funny or unfunny that may or may not be, this narrative portrays the seriousness that people in this world are not interested in trying to resist temptation. They are not concerned with doing what God wants, what is pleasing to Him. You see, the trouble often is, is that the result of their choices may not be clear until Jesus comes again. And that ought to scare each and every one of us, it ought to frighten us. But nonetheless, or I should say nevertheless, Martin Luther says the best. He says, I can't keep the birds from flying over my head, but I can keep them from building a nest in my hair. Now if you stop to really think about that, that's good advice, isn't it? Especially when it comes to dealing with Satan and temptation. In other words, Satan and temptation, they're all around us. There's no avoiding them because they come at us from all different directions. And we certainly do not know what to do. So does that mean that you and I succumb to temptation? Do we follow Satan? Does that mean that we just give up and, well, do nothing? Does it mean that we just go ahead and do what we shouldn't do because, well, it's going to happen anyway? And the answer is absolutely not. We are to recognize Satan and temptation. And we are to resist them. That's what you and I are to do according to the letter from St. James. You and I are called to imitate none other than Christ. We're not called to imitate Satan. We are called to follow Jesus. Only Jesus. And you and I are called to resist temptation by holding on to God's words, by praying, by partaking of His body and blood in, with, and under the forms of bread and wine for the forgiveness of our sins. And finally, to have the mind of Christ. 
You see, there is a question that has to be asked. And that question Christians want to ask, and they need to ask, it is this. How do we overcome Satan? How do we overcome temptation? How are we, as a body of believers, are able to defeat Satan and beat temptation? You see, we are oftenly painfully aware that Satan can and will attack and tempt us anytime, anywhere, any place. We are aware that we are no match, no equal, as Luther says, to the old evil foe. You see, when temptation comes, and you know it will, as sinners we usually act upon it. And at times we do so without realizing it. And if we do realize it, we tend not to be interested in trying to resist it. So, Pastor, what is it that you're saying this day? How do we defeat the devil? How do we beat temptation? How do we flee from both of them? How did the saints of old, like Luther, and like John, and like Paul, and like Polycarp, and all the saints that gone on before us, how did they overcome Satan and temptation? They did it simply this way. They put their faith and trust in Christ. They trusted completely in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They did not trust in their own abilities. You see, that's the thing, isn't it? You and I, we have so much to be thankful for, don't we? God has given us everything that we needed. We sit here and we look at this beautiful sanctuary. We can't help it but be reminded that here, in this baptismal font, is where we are brought into the family of God. At that font, the waters through holy baptism, we are forgiven all our sins in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Right here, where you hear the words of absolution, your sins are indeed forgiven. We are brought to Christ who gives us all that we need. And then we go to the altar, where we receive the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in with, under the forms of bread and wine. You see, all of these things, as we sing our joyful hymns, we are made aware of Jesus, who is our Savior, who gives us the ability through his suffering and death on the cross and his resurrection, to flee from Satan and not to be tempted by the ways of this world. So how do we defeat the devil? How do you and I beat temptation? Simply put it in the Lord's hands. You see, Luther saw it this way. Luther saw that the victory could only be in one person, and that is Christ. Only he is strong enough to save us from sin, death, and the devil. Only Jesus could fight and win. You see, here's the thing. The message that I want you to take today from this place. It is good for us to know that Jesus lived a human life. 
just like the rest of us. That life included the same temptations that each and every one of us are faced daily. It is good for us to know that even though Jesus endured temptation, he never sinned. This means that when they raised him upon that cross, he was our substitute. That he carried our sin and that he suffered our punishment and that he earned our forgiveness. The ultimate sign that he never sinned was his resurrection. His resurrection assures you and me that he did all these things perfectly. It assures us that his death in our place was a success. It assures us that we will also rise from the dead. And it assures us that Jesus will be with us and that we will live with him forever. My dear friends in Christ, May you and I, may we continue to trust in Christ, the patient and perfect warrior who sits in the wilderness starving for us. May we trust the man who let himself be beaten by soldiers, be spat upon and tortured, and finally nailed to that cross, even though he did not have to suffer one bit. May we see that this strange and passive victory is truly ours through Christ. That is, if only we ask God to help us. To help us have faith in Christ, our Lord as Savior. And may we always remain steadfast in the faith to receive the fruits of his victory in this life and in the life to come. So go, with a joy in your heart and a twinkle in your eye, knowing that Christ died for you. The story doesn't end there. Christ was raised to life so that you and I may have life too. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you have done. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, we say,